This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Episode 85, Ked, Hal, Hal, Ked. Hal, how you doing, buddy? Good, dude. How are you? I'm feels okay. Good to be back on the pod. It feels it feels good to have you back on the pod. Uh, I think hopefully we'll do Monday nights from now on. I know you work a little late on Mondays, but it seems like we get we get some good clicks on Tuesday. So I think I think Monday night may be the new thing. What do you think? Sounds like you're an analytics guy, and I'm more you, of a heart guy. You like the that, the CTR click through rate on a Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. You're the Adam Herman of podcasting. No, I'm not. That's just, you know what, man? Like, I welcome you back with open arms. And then, like, we're not 40 seconds into this thing. You're already lashing out on me. Can I, can I keep it going? Uh, <laughs> oh, so, great. So the Bruins lost in overtime tonight. Jeff Petrie batted the puck out of there in overtime to score. Sick goal. Sick goal. Can't hate it. But I get online. I got Ked over here. He's talking about how he started a book club. Yeah. He's been busy all night reading. Uh, he had to take his reading glasses off. Mm-hmm. He had a nice warm cup of tea probably by his bed. And he thinks he's he's the savant now. So, I I don't know. I just feel like you've earned it. Listen, I just I don't understand. It's just lashing out. It's jealousy. Now that I'm well read, I don't. Maybe you think that you can't hang with a with a you know intellectual like myself. That could be. I'm working on my vocabulary, trying to get that through. Um, it's been good oh, for me so far. Wait, just, just for the listeners, just so they are aware, it's not like he was reading some, like, war novel or like, something <laughs> He described the book as a mix between Breakfast Club and 13 Reasons Why. So. Yeah. And if, and if you guys have been following, or following us for the last 84 fucking episodes, you know that Ked loves high school shit. So it kind of makes sense. It's a page turner, dude. What do we got? All right. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to hop into it. Uh, to let you guys know, online store, we got some stuff in the works. I keep saying that, but I want to keep you guys updated. Uh, it shouldn't be that much longer. Uh, a little bit longer, you know, be patient. But the shit that we're going to be coming out with is going to be way better than what was there before. And it's actually going to be not just morning skate stuff. Dra- uh, graphic tees, some cool hats, a big hat guy. So that'll be good. Um Oh, and follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram's been taken off as of late. It's morning underscore skate. So now we're just going to hop into our normal segments, how, you know, how we normally do. And, uh, yeah, so NHL in the news, let's go. 
Okay, so we actually have a bit to talk about in the NHL in the news this week. First off, Carter Hutton at 14 wins. You and I kind of talked about this pre-show. Um, I'm still not worried because, I mean, we're in January, but, I mean, it has he hasn't been good lately. I mean, there's only one way the Sabres could have gone from their great start, and it was down. Yeah. I don't... I don't want to say I was right. I mean, obviously, like, literally half the season's left. He has to win six games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Sabres, though, so anything's possible. Yeah, I, it just it sucks for me. I I told you I thought he was going to be a good starting, you know, goalie. But, again, you, but what you just said is true, man. It is the Sabres, so it could be more on the Sabres than it is on him being a bad goalie. Something to look forward to in the future. Um First things first. Oh, also, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to Mister LaFrance who turned who tunes into this podcast. He messaged me on Facebook not too long ago and said he loved what we're doing. So shout out to that guy. Nice to you know talk to him. That was kind of cool. So now moving on. NHL news. Team Store says uh, signing Jamie Ben was a mistake and that they should have traded him after his Art Ross season. What the fuck is going on in Dallas right now? Why do they hate Jamie Ben so much? I don't know who's the Team Source. Eh? It might be, is it the owner again? Did, like, the scores cool off so the owner was like, hey, go leak this news? Nothing came out uh, regarding who the source was, but, like, if, like, are they trying to get Jamie Benn to be like, I want to be traded? And if if so, why? Guy's a nail gun. I don't know. I mean, he's got 33 points in 45 games, but, like, they're, I guess they're upset, what, that he's not performing at, like, a 100-point pace like he had been in the past? I mean, they signed him to this huge deal, and, like, he was at his prime at that point. Like it wasn't gonna, it could continue, but it wasn't going to get better than that. I think he's like 32 now. He's a power forward. Like it's, it's wild, man. He won the, he won the art Ross trophy, putting up 87 points in the next year. He put up 89 points the year after that, a little bit of a dip. He put up 69 points. Still nice. The year after that, uh, 70, 79 points. I'm pretty sure. And then this year, like you said, 33 and 45, he hasn't had the best start, but like, I don't know where this whole effort thing. Like, I, I keep seeing he's not putting in effort, and it's like, holy fuck, he fights pretty much everybody. He fucking works his bag off. He goes to gritty areas of the ice. He's the guy I want on my team. Or am I missing something? I don't know, dude. Maybe I think my homework assignment's going to be to watch one Dallas Stars game because I literally never watch the Dallas Stars. Okay. So maybe I'll watch a game and get back to you on that. I'm okay. I think I think we should base our entire thing off of one game, too. So... I like yeah, that. 100%. <laughs> that one game, that we should just reference it for the last rest of the year. In. Okay. Uh, moving on. Ryan Rashog. I don't know. Oilers organization is on a full court press to help find uh, help at forward. Scouts and staff deployed in mass, saying that they're willing to do whatever is possible to get them in the playoffs. And Puyarvi is on the block. Uh, where do you see Edmonton going for a little bit of help? I have a player that could help out the Edmonton Oilers a whole lot, but who, who do you think? I just don't get it because it seems like six months ago, the Edmonton Oilers needed a goalie, right? Cam Talbot was on the decline. And then at the beginning of the year, there were all these talks about Edmonton wanted a defenseman. And now they're saying that they want a forward. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like it's a brutal, it's it's a, it, the team is constructed so poorly that like, if the wind blows one way, it's, oh, we need this, and if it blows the other way, you need that. Yeah. But if I'm the and, New York Rangers, I'm jumping on this as soon as possible. Dude, and they just traded away Drake Gulji or whatever the fuck his name is, Gouldy, for Brandon Manning. Yeah. Uh, 
Who was and, a, who was a healthy scratch like two games in? Yeah, I guess. You know, at the same time, though, looking at some of the depth that they have on that team, there's not like there's a ton going on there. Like, probably would have helped to have him. Maybe you could have packaged him in a deal too. Like, I don't know why they made that trade, and now they need a forward. I will say though, Peter Torelli, I think he's gonna go down guns blazing. If there's one thing we know about that guy, he's not afraid to make a fucking deal. So, that is true. That is true. His job's on. He's on. His job's on the line. He's literally ruined the team. Uh, and he's looking to his left and his right. He's basically saying, I need to make the playoffs or I might get fired. Like, I like his chances of doing something stupid. I mean, if I'm the, I mean, if I'm the Rangers and they and they say that Pooley Arby's available, what about what about Zuccarello for Pooley Arby? I don't think that gets. I don't think that gets you the rest. In what way? Because Zuccarello's led the New York Rangers in points the last three years. He doesn't lead him in points this year, though. No, but he's openly said that the whole trade thing has been affecting his game. And over the last couple games, like, I've seen it the entire year. He hasn't been the same player. But literally over the last, like, three or four games, he's kind of turned it on. Like, he's back. He After the whistle, he's fucking, he's spearing people. He's slashing people. Like, Zook is back. And could you imagine Zuccarello on a fucking Connor McDavid's wing? How many points that guy would put up? Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. And I definitely think he would be a good... He'd be a great addition for, for that the team. Oilers, but at the same time, I know he's struggled these last like two years, and he, he's the fourth overall pick. Like they're gonna want more than just that. It's also Trelly, dude. They they <laughs> traded Taylor Hall for fucking what the hell was that guy's name? Larson, Adam Larson. Taylor Hall. That's a oh, we get to talk about him later. I'm excited to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't think. I don't, I don't know what the Oilers are going to do because it's literally going to be a trade out of left field. Like that makes too much sense. Like it'll be, I don't know. I have no idea. I will be curious to see, but I don't think they land a good. Do you think the Oilers win the pick? I, I like. Do you think if they make a trade that they'll they'll come out on top? No, I don't. But I, I honestly like, and it's not even like my Rangers biased. I would be paying attention to those two teams. Because the Rangers made it clear they're rebuilding, that they're not trying to win this year. And the Edmonton Oilers just said, hey, we'll trade our fourth overall uh, fucking pick for a forward that can help. So I don't, I don't know if he's still on the block, but I feel like Kevin Hayes has Peter Trelli stamped all over him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Boston kid. Dor- Pride of Dorchester, Mass. Right? Did I nail that accent? Dor- Dorchester. Dorchester. Is that good? It's pretty good, dude. Decent. All right, moving on. Oh, still on the Oilers. Uh, I think you wrote this one down. Connor McDavid did not attend the Oilers skills competition, which makes people think he's either injured or sick. I didn't put it on here because I didn't think it was that big of a story, but you put it on here, so maybe you have a take on this. Yeah, I just think he's sick of his team and his organization. Like, <laughs> like he's <laughs> so not he's not unhealthy. Up. He's just like mentally mentally tired. Right, and like. And, like, I don't blame Connor McDavid at all for this, but you got to think that there were kids in the stands and, like, their dad probably, like, bought them, like, the skills comp for Christmas. And, like, they've been, like, just, like... They drove all the way from Cleveland, Ohio, or some, yeah. or some like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, just, just to see Connor McDavid skate really fast around the rink. And then they had to go and watch uh, Ryan Spooner win the fastest skating competition. Yeah, yeah, but he probably put the mixtape on for the music in the background too. <laughs> Dude, you know what? The funniest quote I saw from this, I read like a, a report from the Oilers, and I love Lucic, but it was uh, 
there was some 12 year old kid who won his like Bantam like competition to like go like shoot on like the Edmonton goalie at the skills competition. And, um, Brandon Manning went up, got stopped. Milan Lucic went up, got stopped. And then the 12 year old went down and scored. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, so. tough luck. If you're, if you're if you're the Oilers, because I'm assuming the goalie probably let that in. Maybe maybe you pick a couple other people besides those two to have shoot <laughs> yeah. before. Like that's maybe. a they drop the ball. Yeah, yeah. Find someone who can at least like make it interesting. Yeah. Um. This one, Brooks Orpik's gonna play in his 1,000th career game. I think that was tonight. Um. I mean, what do you have on Brooks Orpik? I just kind of want to talk about Brooks Orpik as a player. Uh, married married a girl who went to school around us. Shenandoah product. <laughs> Um, a lot of the Shen hockey, Clifton Park people, they talk like Brooks Orpik's like this fucking god. Really nice guy. I'll tell you right now, I never liked him. I didn't like the way he looked. I didn't like the way he played. I think he's a dirty player. And I don't, has he once ever backed up his play? I don't know. I mean, there was that one time he had like a seizure on the ice when Sean Thornton like poked him. Do you remember that? Yeah. That, I want to consider that him backing up his play though. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. The other, he throws like weird hits that just like piss you off as an opposing fan. That like, and he all, and it always happens like once a game, and it's like after a dump in, and you see one of your forwards just kind of like slowly skating to the zone. You see Brooks Orpik just backing his fucking yeah. fat ass into him. Yeah. The other thing with Brooks Orpik is I, I feel like it was like the year two thousand twelve, and I was like watching games and being like. Oh man, Brooks Orpik looks old and slow. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe that throughout this NHL, like in the changes that have happened, that he stayed with the game. So I guess that's kind of a testament to him, really. No, yeah, I, I was. I don't like him, but to play a thousand NHL hockey games, you gotta be a pretty good player. Having yeah. said that, if Mark Stahl ever plays a thousand NHL hockey games, he's not a good player. Yeah, I mean, last name only. <sighs> I, it's Brooks Orpik, I guess. Really, at the end of the day, he gets right. He gets traded to the Avs in the offseason. They buy him out immediately, and then he goes back to the Capitals. He might go on another Cup run, but thirty-eight years old, there can't be much left in that tank. Like Jesus. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins first round, 18th overall. Has he only been on two teams? No, I mean, I honestly have no idea. If you had, if yeah, I had Pittsburgh, to guess, like probably Pittsburgh and Washington, he's only been yeah, on two teams. Like, two of the grossest teams in the league, too. Right? Like, that guy's just lived for that Crosby-fucking-Oveshkin rivalry. What really makes this super, like, impressive to me is I'm looking at the top five people in his draft, and it's Rick DiPietro, Danny Heatley, Marion Gabrick, Radislav Klesla, and Rafi Torres were the top five picks in that draft. Rafi Rafi Torres was the top five pick? Fifth overall, dude. Oh, man. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Not the, I mean, who who really who who had the best career out of all those players? Yeah, but you know what, dude? To put it into perspective for you, the Islanders drafted him fifth overall. Does that make a little more sense? Wait, the Islanders drafted Rick DiPietro and then went and drafted fucking Rafi Torres fifth? Yeah. That's, that's, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> God, they're so bad. I'm glad that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's incredible. Sorry. Fuck the Islanders. That's great stuff. Um, speaking of crusty old defenseman, Josh Georges retires. This is another one you put down here. I'm sure you probably have some Bruins, Montreal, Canadian beef. Uh, Josh Georges, to me, irrelevant. What do you have? He played a lot of years, though. I think like 13 years. 
Yeah, no, I actually, I never really hated him when he was on the Canadians. Like, I didn't, he fought, like, Bergeron when Bergeron first got back from a concussion, which was the only time he ever pissed me off. But other than that, he always kind of played, like, a normal game. But something that I didn't remember, and, like, it just got brought up on my timeline, this is why I wanted to bring it up, I kind of have respect for him, is uh, when Montreal was tanking, I think it was two years ago, uh, they tried to trade him to Toronto. Uh, and and he he rejected the trade, and he did it because he's a heart and soul player. Uh, it's the only reason I can be good at this level. I have to play and commit with my heart. And basically, saying after playing with the Canadians, I don't think it'd be fair for them to go play for the Maple Leafs. Wait, what? He rejected he rejected a trade to the Leafs because he hated the Leafs so much and loved being a Canadian. Oh, real? Oh, okay, all right. I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. Like that, that'd be somebody I would pull for. Actually, you know, fuck that. Fuck that, because I could see I could see that same thing happen with Mark Saul, and I'd fucking hate him for not accepting that trade. No, I mean, I get, I get, well, he got traded to Buffalo a few days later anyway, so, like, it's not, like, that heroic of an event. Okay. But, like, the one thing that, like, always bothers me, it doesn't really bother me, but, like, Kenny Agostino, he was, like, on the AHL for the Bruins last year, and, like, he, like, got called up a couple times, didn't do anything. And then what's he do? He goes and signs in Montreal in the offseason. He's, like, on their fourth line now. It's like, what, you couldn't make it here, so you go there to the rival. Yeah. It's just always gross when you have those players that do that. Like, I know that it's all, it's, like, money to them, and it's their career, and, like, they don't care like us, but they should care a little. Yeah, like, fucking Bobby Elite, Scott Gomez. I know what you're saying, dude. <laughs> What's next? Um, just halfway through the season, I thought this was interesting. Eleven players are on track to reach a hundred plus points. Uh, as of right now, Kucherov is on pace for one hundred thirty-three. McDavid one twenty-three. Ranton in one twenty-three. Johnny Hockey's having a great year on pace for one twenty. Nate McKinnon one twenty. Mitch Marner and Braden Point are both on pace for one hundred and eight points. That fucking blows my mind. Patrick Kane, Blake Wheeler, 105, Sid the Kid, 103, and Mark Shifley, 102. Out of those names, who is the biggest, I guess, surprise? I mean, my top three would be Miko Ranton. I, I didn't really know that much about him. I, I knew he was good. Didn't know he was that good. And then Mitch Marner and Braden Point fucking being that high in points. I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are both two really good ones. The one that stood out to me was Blake Wheeler because he's – 32 or 33 years old. Now, I know he's that's playing on the line with Shifley, and that's probably why. That's a good one. But, I mean, I think he's got 58 points right now. He almost has 50 assists, so he's just, like, dishing the puck. I mean, super impressive for him to be doing that. Yeah, that's a great line. I don't know if line is on that line or what, but whiteout. Um, yeah, I, the top, like, five names don't really surprise me. Rantanen probably should, but they've been on that tear all year long. Yeah. Uh, Patty Kane's another one. I mean, he quietly continues to produce. Kind of right. seems like... Patty Kane was, like, the, one of the original, like, young bad boys of the league. Like, not talking about his off-the-ice stuff, but, like, he had, he was cocky and he scored goals. And he loved to celebrate. And it seems like there's such an influx of, like, 19 to 22-year-olds that, like, Patty Kane is, like, 30 now. Kind of gets, like, forgotten about a little bit. And the Blackhawks aren't as relevant, but he's still a nasty player. Dude, he's disgusting. He, I think, personally, like, everybody loves Patrick Kane, I think, for the most part. But he's got to be one of the most underrated American players, I think, of all time. Like, if you actually think about it and see how many points that guy's put up on a year-to-year basis, like, it's not even a big fucking deal. He is disgusting. He's really good. And then also, how about Sidney Crosby just coasting through the regular season still at a 103-point pace? Like, everybody knows that Sidney Crosby, like, really steps it up in the playoffs, and I think he's kind of learned throughout his career to kind of, like, 
not take it easy during the regular season, but not go as hard as maybe he did when he was like a kid. And but he's still still on pace for 103 points. Yeah, it's crazy. I I would love to know like know. what the difference between this year it, compared to the last couple of years is to have that many people on. I think- what I mean, like, what do you think? Do you think the league is just getting that much more talented? Where like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the game too. I think I saw something where this is like the most goals scored at this point in the season since like the '90s, which is back in the day of like six five games. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm all for it in a sense. Where I mean, it's fun, obviously, and you have these star players that can do whatever they want, like Johnny Gaudreau uh, and McKinnon. Wheel, I, it's it's good, dude. And I. Braden Point shocks me now that I think about it. Right? Like, who? What, what pick was he? Can you look that up? Like a third rounder. Like, I mean, that's fucking pretty good. Martian was a third rounder, too, though. Oh, I'm kind of shocked that the no Bruins are on that list. It kind of tailed off in, injuries, and then, like, Pasta's always good to go on, like, an eight-quick game, like, slide where he can't score. He's breaking sticks left and right. So, right. that's the way she goes. Uh, this one will be quick. Doc Emmerich was voted into the National Sports Media Hall of Fame. I guess my question is why did that take so long? I don't know. Is that like uh, I don't even know what the National Sports Media Hall of Fame is, though. Like, is that a legitimate thing? Like, there's always awards being handed out left and right to journalists. Yeah, here I think I think one of the things that we should do here on the morning skate this year is try to get an award. What do you mean? We should we should just start submitting our podcast and our blog into a ton of different awards, different genres. I don't give a shit. Just try to win one. Why don't we just give ourselves our own award? That's pretty much what people do anyway. Yeah, but like, I'd rather have someone like send me something in the mail. We can just have BizDev Day. I'll create like a fake Twitter account and give us an award. We can do that. I'm gonna write that down. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, moving on. Fucking Rick Nash retired. 437 goals, uh, the most for any draft class from '98 to 2003. 368 assists, 805 points in 1,060 NHL games. Nine nine seasons with the Blue Jackets, five plus with the Rangers, finished with the Bruins. I mean, maybe it's just because like I follow the Rangers so much, but like I kind of like when I think Rick Nash, I think Rick Nash on the Rangers more than I did on the Columbus. I had no idea he was with Columbus that long compared to the Rangers, like nine compared to five. I didn't really get that. Um, all the Rangers fans are out there stroking this guy, saying, oh, he was undervalued, he did all the right things. I think all the other podcasts in the hockey world are doing the same thing. I'll be the Debbie Downer. Guy never got it done. Paid him $8-plus million to win a fucking Stanley Cup, come to New York, be the be the fucking guy, be the, be the big dick Rick. Never got it done. Um, he did do all the right things. Like He was still a really good player. I'm not, I will never tell you that Rick Nash wasn't a good player. I just I think at that time, with the, with the contracts that were out there, and the people making that much money, like that, that fucking guy should have been putting up forty plus goals every year. And he, I think he may have done it once, and he probably did it more than once. And some Rangers fans are gonna listen to this and be like, "Ked, you're an asshole." Rick Nash rules. Like, no, he doesn't. So that's what I have on Rick Nash. What What do you have on Rick Nash? Like, good for him to hang him up though. Like with the whole concussion thing, like that had to have been hard as shit because he's not even that old, and. I mean, that, that's got to suck losing the passion that you've fucking had your entire life. You've literally only done one thing. So that sucks, but good for Rick to realize that his health is more important. Um, that's my Rick Nash deal. I thought it was funny. I went on Twitter like that day or whatever, and I, I, I don't know if you posted something, but you were definitely in the mention somewhere on the Morning Skate account like talking to people about how he never got it done, and I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, oddly enough, I think... 
like the Rangers were the dark, obviously the dark days of his career. I think he was, I mean, he was a borderline elite player when he was in Columbus for a while. He won a rocket Richard. He was a really good player. Um, I don't know if he had injuries before he went to the Rangers, but it kind of seems like night and day. Like he always had that two way game, but like, I would think of him as a Blue Jacket just because he was the Blue Jacket's first, like, superstar. Uh, and I would not think of him as a New York Ranger. Dude, this is ball. ridiculous, man. Yeah. This Fuck this. He it, he only put up 40-plus goals one time for the Rangers. In 44 games, he had 21 goals. That must have 2012, 2013. Maybe he got hurt. Was that a lockout year? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think so. 20. I don't know. I don't, I'm just wondering why he only played 44 games. He, he was on a pretty much a point-per-game basis. The next year, 65 games, put up 39 points. The next year, 79 games, 69 points. But he put up 42 goals that year. But, like, he literally only just scored 21, 26, 42, 15, 23, 21 when he was with the Rangers. So, like, should I act like I'm impressed? Like, cool, he scored 20 goals a ton of times, but for $8 million? Like, I can find a guy who does all the right things for maybe four. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Arguing, I'm not arguing your point either. I was just saying that I thought he was a great player in Columbus, and he was not a great player in the Rangers. So, if anything, yeah. I'm, I'm backing up your point. Okay. I think it's just that Rangers Blues. You sign a big ticket, you go to New York, get on Broadway, and next thing you know, you're playing a good two way game, scoring yeah. fifty a season. Fucking classic. Uh, but good for Rick. Uh, moving on, Victor <laughs> Vic, Victor Hedman uh, runs into a ref and. Kind of looks like he starts crying, visibly dazed on the bench, left with an upper body injury, didn't return. If if you were to ask me, hey, Ked, pick one NHL player that would run into a ref and get a conky, Victor Hedman would be very low at the back, very low on my list. I'm selling all Tampa Bay Lightning stock at this point. Um, when your star defenseman gets hit by a ref and starts crying. I think you might as well just pack it up right now. You're not going to be able to make that Stanley Cup run. Tampa Bay Lightning, they're just not mentally tough. I mean, you saw it right there. wasn't even that hard of a hit. I'm obviously joking, but it wasn't even that hard of, like, It was weird. Hit. I don't know, like... It was weird. It's one I don't of, know yeah, if but, it just hit him in a weird spot. Like, yeah, that's like one of those fucking weird concussion-type plays where it kind of somebody gets glanced. Remember, like, Crosby's concussion, I think, in the uh, stadium series? That he was, like, hurt really bad and didn't even really look all that terrible. Like, maybe it's, like, one of those. And I know know you're chirping Tampa because of the whole Bruin thing, but they lost their first, I think, in-division game this week of all year. Like, that's pretty impressive. Right. But at the same time, like I just said, their star player was just crying on the ice. Well, he's not their star player. He's one of their, like, 15 star players. Yeah. Oh, side note really quick. Shout out to Cedric Paquette for ending Rick Nash's career. So Is that what it was? Yeah, he's the one who hit him in the head that took him out last year. Thanks, man. Shocker. Yeah, right. Um, here's one. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky was benched by Torts. Uh, they told him to fucking go home, not even go out, get on the plane. You put down Rumor City why Bob was benched by Torts, partying, skipping meetings. Turns out he showered after getting yanked instead of sitting on the bench. Um, I kind of like this move. Like, I, I actually don't hate this. Like, oh, you're going to fucking pull me? All right, I'm going to go take a shower. Probably hack a dart, hang out, take a shower. Yeah, so I 100% agree. Um, my one thing, though, dude, is is it okay to also not hate Tortorella's move of suspending him? No, no. Because I feel like with Tortorella... <laughs> 
Tortorella sitting there thinking to myself, I just yanked you. Uh, you sit on the bench and you watch like in shame. Like I, when goalies get pulled, like I, I don't blame the goalie usually. I know it's not their fault. It always happens because the team's sucking in front of them. But the goalie still has to feel shame and watch that game be yeah. pulled. Yeah. No, I think – I mean, Tor can't get dunked on like that. Guys. Guy never has in his life. Ask Larry Brooks. He would have he made, he made Larry was. Brooks stay home. What do you think Torts did when he realized that he wasn't on the bench? Like, oh, I wish he, that post-game oh. <laughs> been. I would have paid a decent amount of money to be a fly on the wall in that situation. Oh, man. Brandon Dubinsky sitting in the corner like, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Bob, I fucking told you to come back. Yeah. Unreal. I don't know. I just thought it was funny because, like, I was, I've been listening to stuff and reading articles, and everyone was, like, starting to talk about how Bobrovsky, like, like drinks and, like, doesn't care and all this stuff, and it just turns out he was salty after getting yanked. Like, I feel like you want your goalie to be a little emotional when they play like shit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, last story, NHL in the news. Randy Carlisle snapped when asked if he was worried about his job security and then abruptly entered the interview, said dumb question, and called the reporter a jerk. Uh, losing streaks at 10. <laughs> Fucking Randy. Like, isn't, isn't there a clip of one of, like, the, uh, that NHL documentaries with Randy and, like, Phil Kessel goes, oh, god damn it, Randy. Something like that. Or, like, yeah. nice job, Randy. I don't know. What do you have on Randy Carlisle? He seems like such, like, like, he called the reporter a jerk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I, I actually kind of I kind of love it because it's like, what is, Randy Carlisle, they've lost like 10 straight games. Like, he's a prick. Their team sucks. Ryan Kessler has like three points in 35 games. Like, everything's just going downhill. Journalists are obviously going to ask him if he thinks he's on the hot seat, and he just completely turns it around on that guy. I bet you he got no more questions about that. They probably moved on to the next topic. No, he abruptly ended the interview. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said dumb question and call he's, he goes he goes dumb question you jerk and then and then that was it I think if I was a coach of an NHL team I would abruptly end interviews all the time just to keep everyone on their toes like you just kind of like pretend one thing gets you mad and then walk away the next thing you know one everyone's talking about you on the internet and like, <laughs> right. Right. they can't ask you the questions you don't want to answer hey Hal why didn't the penalty kill get it done tonight nope that's it I'm out see you later Stop being such a douchebag. I'm out of here, pal. I, and I love how he said jerk because, like, like he didn't go above where he'd get fined, but, like, he went just enough where, like, the reporter knows, like, shit, I upset Randy. Also, yeah, big big fucking fan of the name Randy. J- just because of Randy Marsh. I think he's one of the funniest television characters of all time. Great character. The, um, the other thing, too, is, like, oh, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. We're talking Randy, Carlisle, jerk. <laughs> Keep throwing stuff at. Oh yeah, thank you, dude. You hit my keyword. The yeah. keyword I was looking for there was jerk. I think you said, like we talked. You just said like how like you can't get fined for it, and I totally agree. But jerk. If someone called me a jerk, I would be pretty hurt. Like I haven't heard that one in quite a long time. Right? Like you want to you want to be mad? You want to be like what the fuck? You'd be like, well, damn, dude. Yeah, like you're being a jerk, Ken. Oh, damn. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Also, if you're a beef jerky company, this is the time to, to strike while it's hot. Get Randy Carlisle on your commercials. Ooh. Let's keep it going. Beef jerky. So uh, Devin Kuhn, who used to come on the podcast sometimes, 
back in the day, he tweeted something out, and I just thought it was so relevant to this podcast, even though it's not at all. It was like, when is like there going to be a beef jerky that doesn't cost like $8 a bag? Yes. And I couldn't agree more with him, because there's been so many times that I've gone to a gas station and be like, you know, like beef jerky might be a really nice thing to treat myself to. And then I look at the price, and it's like nine ninety nine for like a bag of like Jack Links, and it's like, no thanks. Yeah, right? Like, if that's way out of my pay grade. Yeah, yeah. I can't even afford a slim gym. This yeah, I'm gonna go have a couple hard boiled eggs at Stewart's. So I get <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. All right. What's next? Uh, that was NHL in the news. Now we are gonna move on to our Twitter and Instagram questions. Play music. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Okay, here we go. Music time. Twitter time. Mike Lack ninety seven wants to know is Taylor Hall done in New Jersey? Um, I didn't really know what this meant, so I kind of went and looked up his stats. I mean, he's got 37 points in 33 games. I don't think he's playing that bad. He's just dash six. He only has 11 goals, so maybe that has something to do with it. But you said that you were super excited for this question. So is is, are, is Taylor Hall on the cold seat? <laughs> I don't know why I was super excited for this, to be honest with you, because I don't have much to say about I it. I could rewind the tapes and, and, and when we mentioned Taylor Hall, and you're like, ooh, goody. I just, I just love. I mean, like, is Taylor Hall hashtag done? Like, are we throwing in the towel on Taylor Hall in in Devils country? Yeah. I don't know if this guy's a Devils fan or what, but I mean, you just said it. He's a point per game player on one of the worst teams in the league. Shout out to me. I said that I thought the Devils could make a push for a playoff spot this year. That's looking pretty good right about now. Um, Dude, I mean, how is he going to put up more points? Like, he's got Heashier is a good player. He's still 19. He's not a superstar. He's a solid center. Uh, Pavel Zaka, what does he have, like six points? Like I mean, six top I mean, ten pick. I see a huge thing right now. Is last year he put up 13 power play goals so far this year through 33 games. He only has one. So he's not, he's not really producing that well on the old peeper there, bud. I don't know. I just like Taylor Hall always just kind of rubbed me as a douche, and then he kind of seems likable, and then he's like a good hockey player. But like Taylor Hall and the Devils, it just kind of feels like it meshes. You know what I mean? Like if someone said like what superstar did the Devils deserve, it'd be Taylor Hall. Last year he also threw seventy two body checks. This year only twenty two so far. So maybe Taylor Hall has to start getting to the gritty areas of the ice. Um, heavy on heavy on the stats tonight. That's what I'm doing. Uh, New New York Rangers talk wants to know what should we expect out of Ryan Lindgren. The Rangers recalled Ryan Lindgren today. Um, so Freddie, Cla- my boy, I love Freddie Clayson. By the way, huge Freddie guy now. Every time he gets a puck, I'm like, come on, Fred. Like that's my new thing. I scream at the TV. Clayson's out with a separated shoulder. Is what it looked like. Adam McQuaid. I don't know if you saw this the other night. Did you see him block that shot. He he took like a slap shot, maybe four feet away, like head high. And then just fucking shook it off. That was fine. So I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if the Rangers recalled him because there's a trade coming or because Neil Pionk was hurt or sick a couple days ago. I don't know if people are hurt or what the fuck's going on. But you went from having Clayson with 8D down to 7, then you recall Lindgren, you're back up to 8D. And something came out in the post today saying how Dave Quinn didn't he called the uh, effort the Rangers put in against the Blue Jackets pretty much a fucking joke. I think one of his quotes, which I think you would like, is he said, sometimes I wish I could just throw a puck in the corner and see who would come out with it. Like, I don't know if he was talking about player versus player, if he could go in and do it. I'm hoping he meant, like, I wish I could go into the corner and fuck these guys up. I don't know if that's, like, what was said. but um, Ryan Lindgren. This is actually good because he was a Bruins prospect, so you know a lot about – well, I don't know if you know a lot about him, but you know about him. Uh Everything I've heard, stay-at-home defenseman, 
plays a physical game, can fucking throw the hammer. And he's kind of like that old school stay at home, right? Which you don't really see that much anymore in the NHL. Now it's all about puck moving, get, you know, make the first pass, get up the ice. This guy seems like he's kind of like a Dan Girardi type player. Uh, what do you have on Lindgren? Yeah, I mean, from what I remember about him being a Bruins prospect, American kid, he had a really good showing in the World Juniors, you're right? He can hit, stay at home defenseman. He always seemed like he always seemed like he would at least somehow make it as like a bottom six in the NHL. Like I always kind of had that hope for him, and he was probably the only person that uh, I was really upset that the Bruins traded with those trades. So I mean, I can't really crap on the guy too much. The one thing that like I guess I would be a little bit concerned about if I was a Rangers fan is like obviously he's a stay at home defenseman, but five points in thirty five games in the AHL is like not that ideal. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like. I know he's, I, like I said, I know he's a stay-at-home defenseman, but I still feel like most stay-at-home defensemen that in the AHL that make the NHL put up much better numbers. Yeah, that would be the one thing I'm worried about. I, I also know that one of the things that the Rangers liked was uh, his leadership capabilities, I guess. Uh, last year, the Rangers talked pretty much the entire year you heard about how it was a team full of betas, and it seemed like they got this kid who could end up being an alpha. So throw Ryan Lindgren in the locker room, put him on a fucking pairing with Adam McQuaid and watch out. I had some, had some bashing hockey I wouldn't mind watching. Yeah. Um, and just to be a Debbie Downer, just go a little more negative on you, just as your comparison. I, and I like I said, I still think Ryan Lindgren's being an NHL defense, but I just think he needs to like add a couple tools to his belt. Yep. Uh, Dan Girardi, in his first AHL season, had 39 points in 66 games, and then in his second had 24 and 45. So, like, I think that so shows he would stay points. on the defense when Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. You also have to say, and I don't know how the teams were, the majority was on that, but the Hartford Wolfpack were absolute dog shit. So, that, well, I don't know. Hartford. It could be. <laughs> uh the Blackhawks. Yeah, there's a team. Yeah, yeah, he's actually been playing really well. Uh, I don't know if people are hurt or people have gotten scratched, but he's gotten bumped up to like the third line. He's actually playing like pretty decent. He's not like he's he's contributing offensively, which is something I wasn't really expecting to see. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, the Blackhawks are six points out of a playoff spot. Any shot they make the wild card. Uh, what do you have on this one? I say, I say, sure. I don't really know. I don't really know what the Western Conference standings look like right now. I know, like, I know that each division's kind of top heavy, where they have three really good teams, and then I think the wild card's kind of like a free for all for everybody. So if I look, if you look at the West right now, they're what six games? No, uh, they're they're six games back on the Wild. I mean, I could certainly see them catching the Wild, but I, at the same time, St. Louis is starting to get a little hot. I think. Uh, well, hold on. Yeah, let, I, let me let me let me kind of re- rewind here, man. I don't. Eight teams make the playoffs. I think this question's wrong because the Jets have sixty points, Preds have fifty eight, Stars, Avalanche, both have fifty. Then you have these two, sixty, sixty one, sixty four. I don't. I think they're way more than six points back of a playoff spot. Okay, so you have to consider that. Mid- All right, so this is Ked, who's in a book club, right? He's the president of the book. And they've and they've lost four straight. Eight teams make the playoffs. Right now, the eighth seed, the second wild card, is the Minnesota Wild. They have 47 points. The Blackhawks have 41 points. They're six points out of the last playoffs. How did that work? Because you, you have 60, 58, 50, 50, <laughs> oh, 64, 61, 60. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, maybe. But they've lost four in a row, so I'm going to say out on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically, they probably won't buy it. 
You know what? I'll say maybe. I think they just miss it. I don't think they finish like bottom barrel. Yeah, I mean the oil the Oilers, forty five points. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I don't think that I, I don't think they'll make it. Um, next one. Why are the Rangers allergic to defense? I think this probably has something to do with Lindy Ruff being the the, assist, the assistant coach who's been running the defense the last couple of years. Um, they they showed like like NHL coaches with the most wins and stuff. Lindy Ruff actually had a ton of wins, so I don't understand why he's such a shitty defensive minded coach. You think he'd maybe figure that out by now? But also, the Rangers may also be allergic to defense because they don't really have any good defensemen. So that also could potentially be like a problem. So, yeah, I was just looking it up right now. The Rangers have a minus thirty-one goals differential right now in the year, which is kind of tough. But at least they're not Ottawa. Ottawa's given up one seventy-eight goals. Chicago one seventy-nine. The Rangers are at one fifty-seven. So okay, if you think be worse. it's better, you're clearly much worse. Yeah, it could be worse. All right, cool. That made me feel better. Um, and then the last question: uh, DJ Zumi's mom wants to know: Will the P- Pittsburgh Penguins win the Stanley Cup? What do you got? I mean, I don't hate the pick. I don't either. I don't know if they will. Also, did also didn't know that uh, she was a Penguins fan. I mean, I I don't want to go down the road of Pittsburgh winning the cup again because it's going to make me sad. But I mean, if you look at the way they're playing right now, it's not terrible hockey. They still have some good pieces. You know what they're going to do? They're going to make a smart like savant trade at the trade deadline. You're going to be like, how is that guy going to fit under their cap now? Mm-hmm. And it's going to work out. I guess really it just comes down to the Penguins being healthy. If the Penguins are healthy at the beginning of round one, then I can 100% see them winning the cup. Yeah. If they're a little banged up and they kind of like linger in there, I don't know, but it's they always have a chance. I'm gonna say no. You know who my you okay. know my you want to know who my dark horse for winning the cup is? I don't really know <laughs> if it's a dark horse, but I I like the Avalanche. I don't think. Do you think it, I, that's not like a an absolute? Like I don't think everybody's saying that, right? No, but I mean, you're also picking a team based on one line to win a cup. I mean, I can see it happening. <laughs> What's next? All right, next is the Patty B Hotline. So, Patty B, take it away. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. All right, so here we go. Here we got a good question right here. First one. Hey, Morning Skate. How are you now? Good. Saw your blog post on the best NHL All Star jerseys. Of the, in the history of the All-Star Game, and was wondering what you guys think the best format the NHL has done since they've been doing All-Star Games is. Also, thanks for helping me get my rush fix every week. Love the show. Keep it up. Talk to you later. Bye. People love the rush fix. I love that shit. So the question was, what is the best uh, All-Star Game format that you've seen the NHL do since they've done All-Star Games? What one did you, what one did you enjoy the most? Uh... I don't know. I, trying to look back, I think like it's probably just because of the age that I was. Uh, but I think like in the late nineties, like early thousands, when they were doing basically North America versus the world, that always kind of got me going a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because it was a, it was kind of like it was like a little bit of like uh, Olympic pride, right? A little bit yeah. on the line. Like nowadays with the All Star Game, it's weird because. It's three on three, so like each division gets like six guys. There's always like snubs. So dumb. Um, so I don't really. Dumb. I don't hate the All Star Game now, but I I just kind of liked when it was a classic twenty minute three period game. I guess. Here's what I would do. I loved when it was Eastern Conference versus Western Conference because then that kind of like 
You know how we, you know how last year you would say how you always thought you hated how people said Western Conference hockey was harder hitting all this shit. Like we both liked Eastern Conference teams, so we've always had a bias that we fucking hate Western Conference teams, and that's kind of gone away. And I hate that shit. I would bring back the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference, and I would also say that your team isn't guaranteed a fucking All Star. I don't really give a shit. It's not a fucking charity game. Like that's a participation of America coming out again. Oh, everybody gets a participation medal. No. Let's fucking get the best players out there, and let's have an Eastern Conference versus Western Conference battle. What do you think? I don't. I don't hate it. Maybe another interesting format, since there's so many young players, would be like young guys versus old guys, like a team of like Crosby and Ovechkin and whoever else is like a good older player against like all the young nasty superstars, just to see like if the young guys would really tank them or if like the veteran leadership would take over. But I don't hate getting back just Eastern Western. Yeah, those games just like a. I mean, they probably just got boring, realistically. Like, we're talking about, like, the glory days of, like, 90s, 2000s. But, like, if you look back, probably on, like, the 2011 All-Star game, it was probably a snooze fest. Yeah, but, like, I'm just kind of thinking, like, it's not nationalism, but, like, the pride that you show with watching your conference play the other conference, like, I don't know. I think that's how it should be. But I hate this shit that they do now. I think it's so fucking stupid. So (laughs) stupid. Three-on-three tournament, like, get the fuck out of here. Um, the draft. You think about the draft. This fucking dumb. Uh, here's one. This this one, Pat. I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm gonna play this. So here we go. Hey, morning, Steve. Happy to be here. All right, I got some interesting trivia for you. So, how many teams in the NHL have? I do not have an S at the end of their team name. And then also on that note. What teams do not have a mascot? All right, later, guys. Bye. All right, Pat. So this is supposed to be an opinion thing. This isn't like a Monday night go out to Harvey's and eat chicken wings and have trivia type thing. Um, I don't have a fucking clue who doesn't have an S at the end of the names. Uh, I got maybe, one. Uh, you know one? I have, t- I have one. Wild. I have two. What? Avalanche. Who? Wild Avalanche. Uh. Lightning. This is not exciting. Lightning. No, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. What do we have? Wild, Avalanche, Lightning. I think that's it. Canadians, Senators, Oilers, Flames, Jets, Blues. That's it. Positive? No, but I think it's it. I think my final answer, I'm locking it at three. Okay, we'll go. (laughs) I don't... I don't don't hate it. Okay. Um, Blackhawks, Red Wings. Yeah. I'm going to look it up while you uh, go to the next part. Okay, and the next one is what teams do not have a mascot? I mean, I don't know. What's your channel? I mean, what do, what do you think a mascot is? Is Dancing Larry the Rangers mascot? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea on that answer. Oh, we got the first one right. Oh, did we really? There's three? There's three, so we're back. So we, we got one question. <laughs> Hell right. yeah. This second question, I'm not, I'm not even gonna <clears throat> entertain because I don't, I don't know. Like I know Gritty's a mascot. I, who's the Rangers mascot? Like dancing La- girl D- from dancing Larry, dude. That what bald guy, that bald creepy fuck. <laughs> dancing, dancing Larry. What about? I mean, the Devils have that mascot who's actually kind of funny. Uh, Toronto or Tampa has that like bug. Boltman, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. What's your final guess? Just throw out a guess. How many teams? Uh, that don't have a mascot? 
There's 30, uh, 18. Uh, are you Googling uh, it? I tried, but there's... Alright, so here's I'm the thing, Pat. Here's another thing, dude. If you're going to ask us a fucking trivia question, ask us one that we can Google easily. So we can we can have the answer. I'm, sh- I'm sure, Pat, on next week's episode, when you leave us a voicemail, like, at the very beginning, let us know how many teams, because it's going to bother me. Oh, dude, all but one team what? has a mascot. What team? The Rangers. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously? Yeah. What? You knew that. You knew the Rangers didn't have a mascot. That, did you know Every that? Every other team has a mascot. Did you know that the Bruins did? I just Googled it. Did you know? Yeah, it's like some uh, blades. Shit, dude! I didn't know that. All right. Oh, good question, Pat. You know who the best? You know who the best mascot is? It's that Carolina Hurricanes have like a pig. They have a pig. Yeah, I think so. It's like I don't know what it is. It might not be a pig. I. It looks like a pig. It smells like a pig. I. Or maybe it's a. It's named Stormy, but I don't know what it is. Cow. I fucking hate the Hurricanes, dude. So I. Fuck them. Uh, good question. Call in 518-309-2595 for the Patty B hotline. Anybody can do it, so if you're listening, call in. Ask us a question. We love this shit. Moving on. Lee Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Laga Sports. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy. Number 21, Lee Stepniak. Really funny. I'm on Reddit earlier today, and um, somebody asked a question: Who is the most M E H meh hockey player of all time? And I'm going down the list of people, and somebody put Lee Stepniak, and whoever put that could not have been more accurate. Like that guy is literally the most meh hockey player ever. So <laughs> whoever did that, great job. Here on zero time. Uh, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first because I just have – I'm going to rip off three uh, three really quick ones for my heroes. I okay. have a list, unfortunately. That's fine. Clint Costin wasn't on the podcast last week. Did you talk about the Russian captain? Yes, we did. What was your thoughts on him? Uh, I mean, I thought I thought it was hilarious, man. When, he, when, when The video had him just go, fuck you. And then the next day he comes out and he says that. But then he scores. and I, What do you do? Do you, like, plug his ears? Or something like that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very in on him. I think he's kind of sick. Yeah. So I was in on him when he did it. I was out when he released the statement. And then I don't know if this happened before the podcast last week, but this week he fired. Or last week he fired his agent. No. Um. Probably because it made him do that uh, stupid apology on Twitter. But he just yanked his agent right out of there. So I am way back in on this kid. That's cool. And I think he's going to be sick for the Blues. Uh. Second really quick one, Connor Garland, if you saw the highlight, got hit in the face of the puck. I thought the post-game interview was hilarious because they showed him for the clip for the first time. And he was like, oh, yeah, there it is. But Connor Garland, five foot nine, I think he got drafted uh, in his 19-year-old year. So he was a late draft pick, fifth-round pick. He put up huge numbers in the queue. Uh, he was just like one of those small little goal scorers from the queue that no one thought would ever translate to the NHL. And he's turned into like a mucker and a grinder. And I'm all about that kid. I think he has six points since your goal since he got called up. So cool. Connor Garland, like his balls. Coyotes, Coyotes right? Yep. Hey, Seth, call in next week and let us know what you think about Connor Garland. All right, keep going. Last one, uh, John Moore. So the Bruins have a problem, and it's that they have so many 
good defenseman right now. Like I'm really pumped about our D and John Moore played huge minutes when everyone was injured. And unfortunately we have seven D now and he's the one who's sitting in the press box, Ooh. which is really a testament to the team. Five years, uh, five John mil. Moore. Uh, what? Five years, five mil, right? Is that his contract? Like 2.5. Yeah. yeah. Um, but his quote, and it, once again, dude, it's really not because of his play. He's been awesome. His quote to uh, Joe Haggerty, one of my biggest nemesis on the internet was I'm not going to sit here and have a poopy diaper and pout. I'm going to be a good team guy and support everyone. So I'm a big, I'm a big poopy diaper reference guy. Mm-hmm. When he dropped that quote on me, couldn't be more proud of him sitting up there in the press box with a clean pair of pants. I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I'm pretty sure when you guys signed John Moore and you were like a little skeptical about it, I told you that you were going to love him. Very mobile defenseman plays the right way. And it seemed so like fast. it seemed like when he left the Rangers and went to the Devils, he was kind of given a little bit more responsibility, and I think he kind of grew as a player. When he was the Rangers, he was kind of like McDonough's shadow, like oh he could be a good player. And then when he went to the Devils, it was kind of like okay sink or swim, and he played well. I mean your D must be really good if he's not playing. I would love John Moore in the Rangers. He was awesome. Could skate really well. Makes a bonehead play every once in a while, but his compete level is always there. Yeah. You never have to worry about that. So that's a good hero. Yeah. Um. My hero of the week yeah. goes to Snoop Dogg. I thought, did you see the video of this? This was awesome. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, I, saw, I didn't see one of them. I saw the one where the fight almost broke out and I laughed pretty hard. Oh, it's, 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 it's incredible. This guy, you know, he has no idea what the fuck's going on, but he's so passionate about the game of hockey. And, like, I love when he's like, who, who's that? Who's, not, who's number three? And they're like, oh, it's Dion Phaneuf. He's like, all right. All right, Dion, move, Dion, get out. I thought, you know, I was laughing, like almost crying at work listening to Snoop Dogg announce these games. It was it was awesome. Uh, I mean, if the NHL's smart, they get Snoop Dogg more involved in stuff like this. The marketing has sucked in the NHL for so long. Snoop Dogg seems like a guy who's, like, hilarious. Doesn't he have, like, a commercial oh, right now on NHL people. Network? Where, or is that on NHL Network? Does it, it, does he have a commercial right now about, like, erectile dysfunction or like something like that. It's a fucking really, really funny commercial. And I, I think it's erectile dysfunction. He goes, I think the first thing in the commercial is like, yeah, I'm doing this commercial, but it's not for me. <laughs> I think that's fucking hilarious. But that's, that's like, that's what I have. What do you have on Snoop? Um, I think it would be awesome if we put him in a booth with like, I don't know, like J.R. Milbury and then Pierre in between the glass and just let the four of those work oh up my all night. God. I think that would be awesome. Have have Snoop just in between the benches with Pierre, just ripping him apart would be fucking <laughs> excellent television, man. Oh god, I'd give anything for yeah. that. And and the, and the Snoop Dogg thing, how good he was makes you think about how bad Susan Sarandon was. I rewatched when Susan Sarandon was announcing a, a, a NBC rivalry night game, and she just kept going, oh 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 oh, like she was like getting stuffed. It was weird. So, uh, yeah, that's what I have. The uh, the other thing too with Snoop Dogg is like, God, that guy's so cool. Like I don't so know how cool. else to describe it. He's such, he's like I feel like most people like would get made fun of if they did that. Like they'd be like, oh, like or if they he's look at like he's always talking about it. Everyone's just like, oh, that's just like Snoop being Snoop, like. That dude, everything he does turns to gold, so I'd be all about him getting involved. Dude, I remember when I first found out about Snoop Dogg, just, like, with the cornrows and, like, the way he looked. I'm like, he's such, like, a slimy, like, little, like, I fuck this guy. And then as the years have gone on, you're right. Like, it's it's impossible to hate this guy. Like, the way he, like, looks at life and, like, how he's just, he, like, what? I think he killed a guy. No. 
Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that, but like... All right, you look that up. I'll also give you my zero of the week while you're looking that up. Uh, My zero of the week goes to the New York Rangers. New York Rangers won their first game ever at the Barkley Center the other night. One, embarrassing. Two, we need to start losing fucking games if we're getting this top two pick. So, figure it the fuck out. I don't really care about the Barkley Center. And although they did win me a little bit of money, which was nice, put a unit on them. Shout out, Papa. But, uh, yeah, that's what I have. Did Snoop kill a guy? His bodyguards killed the guy. Okay, fair enough. Still got street cred. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, congratulations on the Rangers winning a big game and that very tough to play in barn. So fucking um, My zero of the week going back to the Bruins, unfortunately. <sighs> Lars Eller, this, this got me mad online earlier in the week. I saw Lars that. Lars Eller tried to fight Brad Marchand and Brad Marchand said no, and Capitals fans were heated about it. They were so mad that Marchand didn't want to fight Eller. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally in the wrong here, and maybe I'm just making excuses for my boy. But it all started because of what Eller did. It wasn't like Marchand just, like, cheap shot him. Like, Eller did something. Every single guy on the Bruins bench wanted to do something, and then Marchand kind of popped him, you know, kind of early. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. But for Eller to just cry and act like it's such a disservice, it's like, dude, cry me a river, Lars. Get out of my face. Like, if you wanted to get even, you know what you could have done, Lars? You should have just sucker punched him just like he sucker punched you. Act on it. Grow up. Stop crying to the media. I don't need to hear about it. I don't need Capitol fans telling me that there's no honor in Brad Marchand's game. There's no honor in Lars Eller's 30 points a year game. Give me a break feeling bad for this guy. Brad Marchand's a superstar. The Bruins were down like one goal in the third period. He'd been on the ice for 77 seconds, and you want to take you want your third liner to take our star player out of the game to get back at something that happened in October. Do it on the first shift, Lars. Okay. Do, do you want my honest take? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying. I think all those points are valid, but I think if Marchand fought him, it would have been way cooler. And and I think Lars Eller kind of made him look like a, a little bit of a bitch, if I'm being honest. Like it would have been way cooler. If Brad, it would have been way cooler if Brad Marchand fought him right then and there and beat him up again, right? Like, wouldn't that be cooler than fucking not getting in a fight and then going on and whatever happened? It would have been cooler if he dropped the gloves and beat the shit out of him again, right? I, I mean, you can't I mean, say I no against that. It would have it would have been cooler. To. I I know he doesn't have to. I get that, and that's why that's why I kind of said I understand that, what that's you're saying. My whole thing. You're right. I'm sure it would have been cooler if he fought him for sure. It's just Capitals fans saying that he had to fight him. No, he didn't have to fight him. He had to fight him at all. No, he didn't have to fight him at all. Like clearly, he didn't. And I mean, whatever happened, happened. But like, if Brad Marchand is going to be nails, like the Boston Bruins are nails, I think he kind of has to drop the gloves there and fucking go him. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not. I love Brad Marchand. I wish he was on my team. I, I just, I just wish that he would have fought him. I just Marchand's wish he... never been nails. Marchand's been nails, dude. Come on. The whole fucking him just punching the Sedin brothers in the face like repeatedly and then like not it's doing anything It's the Sedin brothers. Still. Dude, come on. It's like, Lars Eller's, bro. It's I Lars Eller. Is Lars Eller any different than the Sedin brothers? No, that's my point, dude. So like, he should have fought him. He should have fought him. He should have like... fucked him up. Come on, dude! Fight someone your own size, I guess. I don't know. I, I, you're upsetting me. Come I don't mean to. Ups- I don't mean to upset you. I'm just saying. I think. I'm I, upset. I, I'm upset, dude. I'm, I'm upset. I wish he would. I, I wish he would have fought. Lars I don't want to talk. 
I, I no, I'm not chirping, dude. I'm just saying I wish he would have fought him. I really get out of my face. All right, man, out of your face, dude. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's Being see. A jerk. Oh, stop, dude. Uh, last last segment. We're at three stars of the week. Here we go. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week time. Uh, how has Brett Burns already paid, played 1,000 NHL games? If Brooke Orpik has, how has he already done that? Have we figured that one out? I don't know. But it says uh, I don't know. Burns is – what what'd you say? Okay, Burns' 1,000th game gifts included a silver stick, a bottle of wine, a fossilized megalodon tooth, and two antelope for his ranch. So, I mean, that's... Do you want to talk about that before we get into what the fucking three stars? What do you have on his gifts? Yeah, we can go... We're going to go down the down the line. You can either tell me if you like the gift or not. Okay. Silver stick. I mean, I don't like it, but I think everybody yeah, gets one. Everybody like, gets well, one. Yeah. Yeah, everyone gets that, whatever. A bottle of wine. I mean, what kind of wine? I don't know. And I think the other that thing too is like, does Brett Burns really need a bottle of wine? Like, it's probably very nice. I'm assuming. Yeah, but I'm which, guessing he yeah. has all the wine that he. Has. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a fossilized megalodon tooth. Kind of cool. Like, kind of cool. You don't think that's cool? You think that's dumb? What's a megalodon? Uh, What's a megalodon? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. I, I'm assuming it's a dinosaur. The only thing I'll say about that is if it, if it's like a huge tooth, the only way it would be cool is if you put it on like a gold chain and wore it like a shark tooth with necklace. Oh, know, dude, right? that's what it is. It's a fucking giant tooth, and a megalodon is like a giant ass shark. That's actually kind of <laughs> sick. <laughs> like, are you in on I, that I, or I no? I think that's actually I think that's actually a really fucking cool thing. These sharks are gigantic. No, I think. They lived 23 no, to 2.6 million years ago during... It was formerly thought to be a member of... I don't know. It's making it closer related to the great white shark. And Megalodon right, means big tooth. Dude, what do you think? Of, sorry. What do you think about the two antelope? I think the two antelope is cool only if he has a lion. <laughs> yeah, I actually think the antelope's kind of funny, but like I was thinking like only if he hunts them. That's what exactly like if he has a lion at it. Like oh, so you you thought he was like gonna personally hunt it? I thought like he had a lion and it's like okay here's food and you get to watch like fucking circle of life. Is that bad to say? Is an antelope like in my mind an antelope shoots like a deer from like different parts of the world? It's a deer. Yeah, yeah. An antelope is just a deer from Africa. That's a fact. That that is a fact. So like. Like, if you go to Africa and you kill a lion and you post it online, people get really mad, which is very understandable. But is an antelope the same way, or is that, like, open season? Um, That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure, but I also have a different question for you. You know what they call a lion the king of the jungle? Right. Lions don't fucking live in jungles, dude. They live in prairies. So why do they call him the king of the jungle? I don't know. Probably the jungle book or something like that. I don't know. That fucking weird? Weird. But, okay, three stars of the week is what... Uh, wait, wait, what are we doing? You can you can hunt antelope in Wyoming and in Montana. There's antelope in the United States. Some about it. Yeah, go figure. Right, we were way off on that one. No, I don't think we are, dude. I think antelope are from Africa. 
An antelope, dude. Dude, there's That's... antelope in Arizona, Texas, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon. And what is an antelope? Does an antelope literally just look like a fucking deer? Antelope. No, but they have like those like they kind of have like the big ass like ram horns. Okay. Okay. So so it's a deer with ram horns. <laughs> right. <laughs> something new every day on the Morning Skate podcast. Yeah, and if you search antelope on Google, it tells you how fast they run. Um, it tells you the mass and then the height. The height, it says common eland, 5.2 feet. And then it says dick dick, D-I-K, D-I-K, 12 to 16 inches. Does that mean they have 12 to 16 inch hammers? Or is it, what's a dick dick? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I can just imagine, <laughs> I, I can just imagine you driving down a road in Montana and just hitting an antelope with your, with your Chevy. <laughs> with my brand new truck, dude, just like... I, I mean, I could have sworn, I would have bet my life that antelope only were in Africa. Like, I cannot believe that they're in the Ooh. United States. That's insane. insane. They, they weigh 1,450 pounds? No, that cannot be right. No, no. They're big, they're, they're big creatures, dude. How, how much did you just say they weigh? 1,000 pounds? Over. How much? You, so it's like a fucking huge deer with ram horns. Oh, that's that's the largest antelope in the world. So I that's a that's that. a that antelope's a fucking unit, dude. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Right. Yeah. So Brett Burns got those gifts. So what we were gonna do is we we're gonna pick our top three things we would want for our for our one thousandth NHL hockey game. Uh, you go first. What's the first thing you'd want? I'd want a spa day to a nice spa. I don't like getting massages. <laughs> I don't like getting pedicures. I don't like other people touching me, but I think, like, if they gave me, like, a gift card to, like, the nicest spa in, like, New York City, like, I played a thousand games. My body's a little banged up. Like, let me get some hot coals on my back for a few hours. Are you talking, like, happy ending at the end, too, or no? No, but have you ever have you ever thought about, like, if you were a really rich old guy in New York City, would you join one of those, like, exclusive clubs where you, like... Hang out in the sauna with your balls hanging. Oh, um, no, I don't think so, man. I sweat enough as it is, so I think when I get older, the older I get, the more I sweat. And I think at some point, I'm just gonna sweat too much. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die from sweating. So I think the last person I like, last place I want to be would be a sauna. Every time we used to go in a sauna, uh, it would turn out like it sounded like such a cool idea, and then five minutes in, everyone wants to pass out. So except it's for, probably a good except point. for Garrison, You're number three bar. Except for Bizev Dale would be just fucking torqued the fact that we were all hanging out with him in a sauna. Weird kids, a sick fuck. Uh, moving on, my number three star. I would I would want a trip to a Permian Panthers high school football game with me and my best friends. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. I want personalized Permian Panther jerseys. Nice little trip to Odessa, Texas. Really take it all in. And, you know, Ratliff Stadium, see what that's all about. Uh, I think at some point that if, whenever Fever Boy Rex, if he ever gets married, I think that's probably going to be where we take him for uh, the old bachelor party. So instead of 1,000 games, that'll probably be that. But uh, I think that'd be pretty cool, like a vacation with the boys. So that'd be that'd be one of mine. Wow, that was pretty emotional. Uh, that was a good one for sure. I feel like we've I feel like we've talked about that day before on here too, which is funny. Probably. Uh, people are probably like Jesus. They love high school football. Number uh, number two for me. It's not something I I could ever do, but I think I'd want a surfboard. You know, maybe get a nice custom one. You know, I'm heading into retirement. I don't want to go with the cliche, cliche golf. If I was an NHL pro, would I play golf in my retirement? Sure. 
But I mean, look at Paul Curry. He's ripping it up in the ways right now. He doesn't have two fucks. Didn't even care about getting his jersey retired for 10 years. He just wasn't even returning anyone's calls. Just turned his phone off and was one with the waves. So, I mean, Eddie would go. I'd get myself a nice surfboard. I like that. I surfing's kind of relaxing too, right? Like you're out, you're out there, you're just on the waves, you're by yourself, you're catching some swells. You, you, you know, you probably hit the little the magic cabbage before you went out there. You're hanging out. Uh, you, you got your puka shell necklace on. You're listening to some like I don't know some Tom Petty, and you're just kind of chilling. You're chilling on the waves, riding it out. So I like that nice little surfboard. That's solid. Um, I feel like if anyone who's listening to this surfs, they're probably so disrespected by how you're <laughs> describing them. Probably. We'll, we'll play it by ear. Uh, second star for me, I would want a gigantic Tempur-Pedic bed. I think beds are like the number one thing that you need to spend the most money on in your life because you use them every day. I have a shit bed, so I would want I would want an NHL team to, to hook me up for the rest of my days and make sure that I'm sleeping in comfort. I'm taking naps on a fucking cloud uh, bed, the best bed in the league, the best bed in the world. That's what I would want. Second star. It's a good one. Um, my number one, oh, my number one star. Originally, what I was gonna say is I would just want them to give me and the team an all exclusive like twenty four hours where we could do whatever we wanted. Um, kind of, kind of a cheesy idea though. So I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go more material. I want a golf cart. Uh, not not for golf, but I think if I was like a 40-year-old like, ex-NHL player and I lived in like a really nice neighborhood in like California, I would just ride my golf cart around in the morning, you know, get newspaper, go pick it up at the end of the driveway, drink some coffee, and just whip the golf cart for days. And not just a normal golf cart either. You'd probably want like some sort of motor in there that really gets the fucking thing cooking that you need a license plate on it for. Oh, street legal. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, can't just legal. it can't just be like something you take from your front door to your mailbox. Like this thing, like I want people to to – see you riding around town and be like, oh, that's that's Hal. He used to be in the NHL. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine if you saw, like, I don't know, Peter Sikora, like, riding down the riding down the side of the street? And, like, I, bet, I, bet Chris like Chelio, the I bet Chris Chelios does this. Like, I, I want to, I, yeah. Probably. Uh, my, fir- my, my first star, for sure, I would want a fishing boat. I want a, f- a really, really, really nice fishing boat that I could put at whatever cottage on whatever lake that I that I owned at that point in my life. I love fishing. If I'm not playing hockey, I'm fishing or I'm reading books. You read a book on the boat, then that'd be kind of nice. Catch the waves a little bit, read my book, hang out, catch some rays, take a nap, do a little bit of fishing, drink some beers. So I think uh, a fishing boat, but I don't want like a huge fishing boat. I want just like, you know, like the Bass Pro Shop one. Like I don't need anything too fancy. But I want I want something where it's like pretty sweet, like like have some sick graphics of me like scoring a goal and like selling on the side of it or something like that, and like I don't know, call it, I don't know, call it Ked's pirate ship or something. I don't know, it's something something cool like that. Yeah, that is, I mean that would be a cool gift. It would fit the. Uh, I don't know if you remember this last year, but I think the Anaheim Ducks gave their uh, equipment manager who was retiring a boat, and they like surprised them. That's and it so was cool. sick, and the dude. You could tell the guy was like so pumped up to the players' bottom of boat. So I think that is a great gift for sure. Right? Like, oh my god, good for that guy. Oh, that's awesome. That's some good shit. But yeah, that was a podcast. That was a long podcast, hour and hour ten plus minutes. Um, Hal, do you have anything left to say to the people at home? No, I'm, I'm winded to be honest with you. I, th- I yeah, but I think we kept it strong throughout the course of this. There, I don't think there were really that many valleys. I think there were a ton of peaks. I think we're gonna get some uh, some feedback on the antelope talk. 
and uh, I don't know, yeah. just just something to think about. Like I saw somebody just recently followed us, and they loved. I feel we were talking about. They they like quoted one of the things that we said on the podcast. So I appreciate that. I love when people do that. It makes me feel important. I like feeling important. So, um, shout out to all, all you guys. You love feeling. I there's no better feeling than feeling important, dude. Well, yeah. oh, listen to this. What am I listening to? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's an antelope. It's an antelope, dude. It's an antelope pooping. Yeah. All right, we gotta cut this. <laughs> All right, hey, see you guys next week. Bye. Young. Yeah.